Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Bob Faw. Bob is an author, keynote speaker, and positive change consultant who ignites energy growth and development of organizations and individuals in all sectors. Welcome, Bob. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, great to be here. Well, I love this topic. I love anything about brain stuff and energy and all that great stuff. But before we jump into it, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Sure thing. Um, I I got really fascinated with positive transformation when I was quite young. Uh, I desperately needed it for myself. I was a real mess. And uh, I started reading everything I could on it. And, you know how to win friends and influence people and all that kind of stuff. And, and I was reading the research at the time. It wasn't very promising. Um, but the, uh, in the last 20 years or so, the, the brain science has been really proliferating with a lot of really helpful, pragmatic stuff that's exciting, uh, that shows how we can be fulfilled and really flourish. And, you know, not just not be crazy, but actually flourish. And it's, it's just so, and I've been, you know, practicing it myself. I've been doing it for 34 uh, years with, with my clients all over the world, doing positive culture change, personal transformation, uh, mostly working with co- companies and agencies like the, the Red Cross. Here's my, my biggest client. Love working with them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so great to work <laughs> with them. I love it. Yeah. Cause they're doing great work in the world. Yes. Like they're constantly helping positive transformation. So being a small part of that for the last 13 years has been incredible. I love it. So let's talk then about, we've actually titled the episode, the same title of your book, Energize, Ignite Passion and Performance with User-Friendly Brain Tools. So where do we need to go with this first for our listeners to get something out of this today? Yeah. So, you know, one of the most, I think, transformational things for me is when I really grasp the concept of um, that that the neuroscientists have discovered we have all these different kind of biases, things that just we see the world in skewed ways. And one of the ones that really blew my mind from a personal standpoint was what's called a negativity bias and how, you know, how that gets us into so much trouble. And I mean, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of problems in the world, right? There's a lot of messy stuff going on and it's important to face the hard truths. But that thing is the negativity bias makes us look at the world more negatively than it is, makes us look at ourselves more negatively. Um, and it also causes negative experiences to stick longer inside of us, to have a uh, more uh, deeper emotional effect on us. And this, it all makes sense because it's all about survival and threats have to be paid attention to. But one of the great things is the neuroscience has been showing more and more is that we can rebalance that. We can purposely choose what to focus on to get more balanced and more level-headed. And that's, that's one of the most fascinating things to me is actually we can be more realistic by balancing in a positive way, right? So not, not to say just the exaggerated, everything's fine, hunky-dory, all the thing, everything's going to magically happen Not delusional happen thinking. <laughs> not, not, exactly, not delusional thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's certainly, that's better than walking around, life is terrible, yes. always me, right? But... Um, <laughs> But at the same time, the, the, the research is showing that, no, we can actually balance how much we look at positives and negatives. And I, from the 
what I've extrapolated from that research is I try to aim for about 10 positives, everyone negative in relationships and communication in my thinking, which is really, really hard. When I first saw that, I was like, Ooh, I'm one to one on a good day. So it's 10 positives, everyone negative. Um, but there's a bunch of tools that I teach for how to do that for oneself, with your teams, with your families. And I, you know, I've just, it's been just phenomenal. I just, my own life has been transformed. I love the fact that people around me who are, who are using these tools are transforming their own lives. Obviously, at work is fantastic. That's what I get paid for, but also their family lives. That's that's really fulfilling when I hear that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it when our work, um, mine too, right? It feels great when you're in the classroom or you're coaching with someone and you know this is going to help their whole life, not just you know at work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what yeah. what would be a tool that you could use to overcome that negativity bias? Other than like yeah, not so watching the news. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually what I, so when I look at it and I got this idea from uh, Jason Silva, he's a thought leader, but he very inspirational, uh, but he talks about curating your media, what the media you consume. So essentially choosing to read or to view the right types of things um, in balance, right? Because the media tend to, because we have a negativity bias, the media has this sort of thing of if it bleeds, it leads, right? So if it's bad, put <laughs> yes. it out there. Unfortunately. Um, and now we live in a 24 hour, yeah, 24 hour news cycle, right? So we're constantly inundating. So um, I make sure to follow uh, a number of positive news sources. So the Good News Network, uh, Good Black News, um, there's a number of different sources and things that I'm really passionate about. So science developments, NASA, I'm a, NASA is also one of my clients. I love working with them too, but I'm a, I'm a geek for space as well as uh, the brain. So really making sure to be looking at that and looking at uh, sources that curate human interest stories, real people doing great things. Um, and that that's important. Um, so to me, and I do, I do, like I get a magazine called The Week that gives me a balanced perspective of news around the world. Um, I will look at some, what I, some pretty neutral, like not too politically leaning news sources. But at the same time, um, from the research, one of the things that I've, I've discovered for myself that really helps is to pick one thing that I'm really passionate about, put energy, money, time into that, and not try to get stressed out about the, the, all the world's ills because it's impossible and we can just burn out. And the research shows that compassion, which is empathy plus action, according to some neuroscientists, when you're, yes, isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> you feel for something, you feel about somebody, and then you do something about it. That's actually fulfilling and it actually strengthens our brain um, and makes our life fulfilling. Whereas sort of just passive empathy in terms of, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. I feel bad for this. And I hear people say, you know, I don't even want to get out of bed. The world is burning. And I was like, I don't see any flames here. There's bad things, but focus on what you can do. Um, so it's, yeah, that's a long way of saying, um, be very, very choiceful, if you will, very thoughtful. If you know, like where your goals are and what what can you consume from a media standpoint that's going to help you have that kind of fulfilling life? Um, be realistic, grounded in reality, but also that there's so much beauty in the world as well as the other stuff. But make sure that we're really fueling ourselves with that and doing something that matters about something and not trying to take on the rest of it. Just nope. Yeah. 
It's hard. That's painful. We can accept that there's painful, sad things we can't control and focus our energy on one thing or two. I love that. Yeah. Cause so oftentimes we, we get overwhelmed by all of the stuff, right? That we feel like we should yeah. be doing to, to make the world a better place. And right. I love that focus on one thing and, and, and go deep yeah. in there. Volunteer work definitely brings a lot of, um, warm fuzzies for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 That warm fuzzy feeling is literally what they call the, the, uh, altruism center getting activated. And it, it, is very it's very good for our mental and physical health mm. to feel that on a regular basis. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's, 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 isn't that something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I also love how you mentioned um, it's essentially pay attention to what you consume, right? Especially with the news. Yeah. I'm also a member of several uh, like positive news groups, and, nice. and I've noticed there's even nice. some services that strip out the, um, for lack of a term, the bias in the news, and they just report it as mm. is. Uh, I, yeah. I saw one that's like called 1400 or I, I can't remember what there's several services out there that do that. So yeah, that's great. That. Now, is there other ways yeah. um, we can pay attention to what we are quote unquote consuming, what we're allowing to come into our brain? Yeah. One of the others. So uh, for, for about 15 years, I did volunteer work with trauma survivors and I discovered listening to some of them talk about the coping mechanisms that a lot of them would watch movies that would activate those hard feelings because it helped them feel oh, wow. in touch with themselves. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, there's a time and a place for that therapy, whatever. And also make sure that you're listening to the music or watching the movies that make you feel healthy, that, that help you get in touch with uh, what's good about the world. Um, you know, so it's the same thing with entertainment as it is with the news is making sure that's balanced. I mean, I like a good action flick once in a while and all that kind of stuff, but it's, but if I watched them all the time, you know, I would have a very simplistic view of the world because they're incredibly unrealistic <laughs> and it's one man against the universe, kind of, you know, that's not how reality works, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's the same thing with activism. So, you know, with the statements like burn it down or destroy this or destroy that with, Things are created. You, you create society through thoughtful and uh, if you come from a place of love and compassion, you can create beautiful things. So, but that takes work. That, that it's not just simple rhetoric. And that's where the whole compassion of finding something you really want to pour your love and heart into. That's another thing too. Don't do it because do it you're outraged. Outrage can get you moving, which is great. But find a way to do it in a way that, that fuels you, that you're, you're passionate about, you care, you're happy. Yeah, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that about entertainment because I was, uh, I've binge watched shows before. Well, obviously, all of, I'm sure all of us have, but like I'll get um, mm-hmm. you know, four seasons behind on someone and they're like, you really got to watch this show. So, of course, I start watching it and I have to binge watch it. And several times I have been like, I recently binge watched Ozark. <laughs> and someone had asked me something about committing a crime and I had to think, Wait, was I involved in money laundering sometime? It's just weird how yeah, it's weird how our brain like to, like becomes yeah. part of that story, yeah. and we have to like pause and think it about does. it. Yeah, especially with VR, it does. It, I, I understand that really can can confuse our brain. We can use it for good and for bad too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah i I actually caution people about binge watching. Uh, it can be really fun periodically, but not as a habit. I think it could be really hard in our brains. Well, especially the negative um, stuff. <laughs> especially the negative stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's people that actually believe that zombies are real because they watch the movies. And I'm like, holy smoke. Well, have you seen you everyone pay, walk need... around with their phones? Are you sure zombies aren't real? No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I think there's actually a term in South Korea Small where they beef. actually talk about stone zombies yep. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, and you know, I like yeah. too how you mentioned, um, not with just entertainment, but what popped up into my head was, so it's good to vent, right? When we are going through something to an extent, yeah. but it, what it reminded exactly. me of when you were talking about, you know, watching maybe too many of the shows is surrounding yourself with people because emotions are contagious, right? I remember going to lunch with folks um, and they would spend every day at lunch, the entire lunch complaining about people at work yeah. and what was going on at work. And I actually had to divest myself from that because I found that I started seeing work as a very negative thing and, and my coworkers that right. way too. It, exactly. Yeah. So it's one of the neuroscience things they talk about priming that anything we experience influences our mood, experiences our outlook on life, our feelings, our decisions. Um, so yeah, and they have actual research that shows optimism spread. Pessimism spreads more because of the negativity bias. Um, so there's actually a, one of the tools that I've developed, uh, adapted from some of the positive psychology research to help counteract that. Uh, that's been really, really helpful. And it's called highlights. It's simple. Everybody's done it in some way or another. But um, so I did it with a partner where we, when we get together, uh, like I travel a lot, right? So I, you know, on the way home, uh, when we were first dating, I'd get together. Uh, I'd come from the airport and stop by our apartment. We'd hang out and... In the first 15, 20 minutes was complaining uh, about the job uh -huh. or whatever. And there's one day I was like, gosh, do I have the energy to swing by? And I'm like, wait a <laughs> second. She's a wonderful person. Why am I thinking that? And I realized it was all the venting. And I said, uh, okay, what, what's the research on this? The research shows that about 20% of venting is helpful, but 80% is actually counterproductive in general, you know. Can't predict that for everybody, but so we came up with this method, which is the first thing we would after we greet each other was we'd share a highlight since we last seen each other. Yeah, and so there's a ton of great research on gratitude. So this is essentially gratitude, a gratitude practice that when you do it with other people, it exponentially is more powerful because um, it not only primes the person talking about it, but it primes the other person to feel more positive. Um, so we started doing this, and I found that a, a, a well over 70 to 80 percent of venting just stopped happening oh wow because we, we and that's the thing i realized later on from the research is that we changed our brain chemistry because doing the highlights we're getting the dopamine and the endorphins flowing we're feeling more positive uh or uh, also get more open-minded more creative when we're in a positive mood like that um so i mean the research is amazing in this whereas venting pumps us full of cortisol which actually makes our perspective more narrow and rigid and one of, one of the incredible side effects that I did not anticipate from this practice is over time, I realized that she was actually good at her job. I didn't know that because she mostly just complained. Uh, and she was one of these people that didn't believe in bragging, right? Yeah. So I thought, oh, she must be, you know, I wasn't like consciously, but I was kind of thinking she must not be very good because I'm like coming home like, woohoo, I had this great time. The clients are this, I did this. Um, but I realized actually when the practice of highlights that she was really good at what she did. And she really made a difference. She was a therapist and she made a great difference in people's lives. And when she wanted to start, uh, like a year later, she wanted to start her own private practice. She said, do you think I can do it? I'm like, of course you Aww. can. And I just rattled off all these things that she'd been telling me. Reality-based, you know, optimism. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's Yeah, that's telling. Yeah, so highlights help me do that. And one of the things that people do is they do sort of false positives mm -hmm. to pump themselves up. I can, you can do anything you want oh, or yeah. whatever. Like, 
Right. It's so much better than beating yourself up, of course. And the research shows that actually building on real positive successes you've had primes you to be able to accomplish much more moving forward. And it's more authentic feeling. I like that reality-based. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because I think being an astronaut is amazing, but I get sick of those little teacup rides. (laughs) I'm claustrophobic. (laughs) I'm not very good at math. (laughs) They have to be engineers. Um, But I love people. I'm a natural speaker, performer, connector. So you know, play to my actual strengths. And when I look at my life and what, what I love to do, and what I'm passionate about becomes easily, um, that inspires me to do more of that. And I take much bigger risk and have greater times. And I mean, heck, I wrote a book, you know, a, a, a few different things on this, but in tons of pap- white papers and articles and stuff. So it's because I was passionate because I wanted to help people and it came naturally. So it's looking at what you really love and what you're good at uh, inspires us much more authentically and much more sustainably. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the highlights help you know that about each other and yourself. Yeah. So um, yeah. it is funny too. I was as you were talking about you love uh, astronauts being space, but you know you know you're not going to be one. I'm like VR. You could do virtual reality. <laughs> yeah. You could explore your passion I, yeah. that well, way. They have, <laughs> they have to get better because I get nauseous oh. <laughs> when it's forty. You're like it's still. I still get it. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I love watching it, but I would love to do that someday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. what about, so these are great uh, tools for, for anyone, you know, trying to overcome that negativity bias. What about those times? And I think we all kind of go through them every once in a while, some of us more than others, where you've dug yourself down into such a negativity well. It's like you're lethargic. You just don't even want to think about trying to be optimistic. Any tools for when we reach that point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, in addition to digging ourselves through that, well, you know, life is messy, right? And and things happen and we lose things and there's just a lot of tragedy. So it's, let's put it this way. Uh, I used to be that when I, so I do a lot of public speaking on these topics and people would come up to me and say, yeah, you always have to stay positive. I'm like, actually, no, that would kill you. You don't have to stay positive all the time. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's normal to fall, get knocked down once in a while. Everybody does. Um, pretending that you don't actually is messes up your mind. But instead, it's about um, when I'm in that space, because it happens to me. You know, I mean, this morning I woke up in that kind of bad space and I'm like, wow, I got to get myself out of this space. Um, part, partly because I'm going to talk exactly. to you. Exactly. That's what I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, but also because um, I need, you know, I want to enjoy my life. Yeah as much as possible. So the interesting piece, I saw this great uh, quote somewhere. If you find yourself going through a hell, keep moving <laughs> through, right? So, but it's also don't deny. It's like, yeah, it's here. Feel it. Have some compassion for yourself. Let yourself feel maybe some of the grief and some of the dumb stuff for a while. Yes. And then act, right? It's like the compassion thing again. So compassion for self means empathy for how I feel. And then action. So not sitting too long with it, you know, obviously going to therapy, whatever works, right? There's a lot of journaling. There's so many techniques that are really helpful for doing it, but even doing those in small pieces yeah. and making sure you're still spending a lion's share of your time, um, focusing on what works. So for me, it's great music. I go love walking in the park. Mm. Uh, matter of fact, the neuroscience says the two greatest things you can do for your um, regular mental health, if you do it habitually, one is walk in nature and one is hang out with a good friend. Oh, yeah. So- 
going for yeah. So I go for a walk in nature with a good friend, and it's like a twofer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's so you know making sure I habitually put those things into my life. Um, and when I'm on the road a lot, and I don't have time to do that, you know, it's strike up conversations, uh, you know, with people, and just look for the. This is actually one of the biggest factors right here. And I started training myself to do this about 22, 23 years ago, because um, I realized how much I ruminated on negative things uh, and how cynical I was about so much of life. And so, uh, I mean, there's some reasons, of course, to be cynical about things, yeah. some things for sure. And I want to balance that. Yes. I want to balance facing those hard truths. And so I taught myself to look for the beauty in each person. Mm. Now, some people, that's really, really hard to But <laughs> most people, it's actually surprising to me. Yeah how much there's good, how much beauty is in them. Um, yeah. You know, I have neighbors on both sides of me that don't speak English, right? They're from you know different Caribbean countries. And so we don't speak a lot, but we greet each other enthusiastically. Oh, yeah. We wave. I can just see the beauty little kids generally speak more English. So I have great conversations with them, but it's looking for that beauty in each person. And what happens is if you start doing that, well, as I did it on a regular basis, it helped me essentially be, to become a, a very positive person over time. Yeah. Really, again, reality-based. I'm not making it up. I'm not pretending everything's fine or everything's good, but looking for what's really beautiful, what really is there mm. and good-hearted about people. And it's really amazing how many beautiful things that people do and good things people do every day. Oh, absolutely. Not everybody. Just there, there are people out there. Some of the conspiracies are true. Most are not. <laughs> um, but it's really important to balance that with looking, again, 10 to 1. Am I looking at least 10 times as much as what people are doing well, what people are compassionate about? Um, yeah, and I, I'm lucky because I work within, I've worked within hundreds of organizations. Uh, I used to be very cynical about the government, and I started working with a lot of government agencies. And you know what? Uh, almost everybody I worked with was passionate about helping people. They cared about their job. They wanted to make a difference in the world. They were drawn to it from that purpose. And I was like, wow, I never thought about yeah. it that way. Changes perspective, doesn't but it? See, yeah. Yeah. Seeing people as they are, not as a political abstraction yeah. or a, a them, but seeing people as they really are and looking for that beauty is, is incredibly gratifying. And it actually helps our physical health. Because the biochemistry of that, of looking at the beauty in the world and other people, relaxes us, allows our to get geeky, the parasympathetic nervous system to get activated, the immune system come online more often, um, lowers our cortisol, the stress hormone, all those things. It's just so, you know, reality-based optimism and, and appreciation of beauty is incredibly healthy. I love it. I'm getting really relaxed just talking. <laughs> Nice, nice. And we're already good friends. I love it. See? (laughs) Well, and I also love too that you mentioned um, like putting a time limit. And I didn't realize I've done that before. Like uh, when we had lockdown uh, for COVID, I was mad because one of my my values are, uh, well, two biggest values are autonomy and freedom, like a lot of people. Right. So I was, so so I gave myself three days. I'm like, you're going to have a three day pity party and then you're going to start doing things. So I, I Netflix, you know, binged for three days and then I'm like, okay, time's up time to get going. Um, and sometimes I'll do like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, for smaller things, but I love that tactic too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful example of it, right? Because we, we need to be realistic about who we are. We're human beings. We've got issues. We've got challenges. Give ourselves some time to go through it. 
but yeah, to put a time yes. on it. <laughs> get, go through it, yeah. not get stuck in it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. Don't get mired yeah. in it. Don't keep repeating all the best. I mean, I did too, and it was really hard for me. But I also changed the language because, by the way, no one ever locked my door. So it wasn't technically a lockdown. Exactly. It was stay at home, <laughs> right? So I shifted the language to what it is more likely it's stay at home for help. But then I realized, wait a second. I know enough about virology to realize viruses don't just hang out in the air outside <laughs> by themselves for, you know, for Lurking. decades. <laughs> Lurking, just waiting to jump in your lungs. Um, so I started going on walks for a long, you know, at the very beginning and I had friends going, are you crazy? And I was like, no, I get that. That's what people are saying because they're, they, they're just fear based uh, saying across the board, be careful. Yeah. Uh, it's fear based. But, uh, as a neuroscientist, I follow, uh, David Rock said, really oh, well, I said, I you know, him. when some, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Neural leadership fantastic folks. Um, yeah. So I love this thing he's talked about. He was saying that, you know, when things like the pandemic happen, which is obviously catastrophic and traumatic for everybody, right? But we tend to, uh, most people tend to go into one or two camps, one of, which is the shutdown, overwhelm. Everything's terrifying. I can't do anything. Um, using extreme language. Um, and then the other one is denial. Yes. You know, there ain't no stinking pandemic, you know, I, you know, whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. So we go to one of those extremes. Mm-hmm. And of course, Neither of those are very high functioning. Exactly. And it's okay to be in either mode for a period of time and then say, all right. Uh, and that's what I did. You know, I went through also, I actually got sick right at the beginning, um, which was a little bit unnerving. <laughs> it turned out to not be COVID. But, um, and I said, all right, when I get over this, I'm going to call particularly the, to my top two clients here and say, whatever I can do to make our in-person uh, in events on, effective online, I will do. Nice. No, no cost. Nice. I'm just going to make it happen because yeah. uh, those are the two I have the most passion for. So, and I had the most, I was doing the most work with. So I just told them that and then dedicated like two weeks of time, just transforming these programs. Um, particularly the, the one with NASA is like t- two full weeks. Yeah. Um, and again, action. Yes. Right. Put a limit. Action. Take action. <laughs> That's Adapt right. to the and new normal. Positive action. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And that's the, th- that's the key thing is learning to adapt, accept reality and adapt and, and, and move, move toward what you can do. Look for what the beauty still is. Yes. I got to go a lot more walks. There you go. So I wasn't constantly on the <laughs> Oh yeah. And I would have been fine. I would have like chosen to stay home if, uh, if I wasn't told to, isn't that funny? And I knew this, I right, knew yeah. this. <laughs> so I worked through it. I worked <laughs> right, through right. it. <laughs> that's great. Um, that's great. Now I know there are so many more uh, tools uh, that people can work through. Can you share a little bit about your products and services so they can learn more? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually put out a, a number of videos. Um, so on my YouTube channel, you know, Bob Fall, and, uh, and which can also be found on the website, uh, matchbox.com and, and on the blog uh, connected to that. But it's so, you know, we talked about a number of these things. And I've also tried to make um, the brain some of the brain science really user friendly um, so that people can even understand. Matter of fact, the, the greatest insult I got on Amazon, Amazon, somebody gave me three stars and said, simply energizing. He made this so simple. Even high schoolers <laughs> could understand. I'm like, thank, thank you. you. That was actually my goal. <laughs> I was yes. so happy. <laughs> I actually told him like, Hey, thank you so much for this, this input. This is actually what I was aiming yeah. for. So, um, yeah, so you use like characters and things like that and all that because that's what the research shows. If we can grab those things and they're fun instead of threatening mm-hmm. or overwhelming, 
we can use them. And I wanted people to be able to talk about them with their kids and be able to have a good, you know, positive experience with it. Oh, so yeah. one of the key, uh, those are the simple tools, but one, one of the other um, concepts that I find uh, really helpful is the neuroscientists call it reappraisal, but reframe is easier to remember. Yeah. So we just talk about reframing the way we look at things to be again, balanced. So there it's, both more positive and more realistic about things, right? So for myself, particularly when I was really struggling when I was younger, I had pretty severe PTSD. And I would, and what that does is it causes one to ruminate on, on really bad experiences repeatedly, right? It causes severe depression and things like that. And so I was like, all right, I need to think about the fact that I survived all that stuff. I'm, you know, I had a, I had some, I, you know, I went down the wrong path a little while as a teenager, but I got out of that. I fell in with a good crowd, <laughs> found out that people can be loving and kind and just Aww. like took to that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really life changing um, for me. I was like, I want to be like that. I want to feel that love. And I want to be that kind of person who loves other people that way. I really want, they were incredible role models for me. And so to say, look, I did this and look what I've done since then. I worked with people for, you know, since I, uh, so I'm 57 now, and I was uh, since I was 19, 18, I worked with people in one form or another. So, and I keep thinking about, all right, look how much I've done and and how and the lives I've touched. Um, I keep I keep a folder. Oh, um, to remind yourself. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I get emails sometimes from people like, oh wow, I read your book and changed my life, Aww. my relationship's better or whatever, and I'm like, oh yeah, exactly, like almost you know, in tears when I hear this kind of stuff. Um, but it's easy to forget. Our brains don't care as much about the positive stuff as they do about what might be threatening. So that ability to reframe and say, I see I'm feeling this about myself right now. Um, and this is a normal human emotion. And the truth is, I'm actually someone who uh, has accomplished a lot and has tremendous potential. Mm. Um, so again, reality-based um, or gosh, I feel really lonely. I feel upset. You know, you know, we all go into that. No one loves me kind of mood at times. Yeah. Um, hopefully not too long, but it can happen. Right. And it's being able to say, you know, so one of the things I do, uh, really that helps me is to let myself feel it for a little while and then reframe it by saying, all right, let me list at least 15, either people I'm grateful for or people who, who I know care about me. Uh, or just, and so it's not trying to stop the negative feelings. It's just yeah. trying to balance it with it. Yeah. Uh, and then what happens is Redirect the brain gradually it. starts to relax. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's really a big thing because they've, just, they've discovered that trying to suppress emotion backfires and actually makes us feel worse. Yeah. So allowing the negative just to be there by just refocusing our brain like we would a small child. Like, you know, you're kind of distracted with a toy. <laughs> a toddler, the, yep. Distract over here. <laughs> and you don't have to, you don't have to. It's not a bad thing to feel those other things. It's just, let's just choose to redirect and focus somewhere else. So um, no surprise, mindfulness and good meditation, like meditating on breathing and things like that can train one. It certainly has helped me quite a bit. Uh, the research shows trains people to be less a victim of their emotions and more being able just to notice them yeah. and choose their perspective. Emotional intelligence. Um, I love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. So you have a lot of resources then at matchboxgroup.com that people can That's tap right. into. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we will yeah. make sure and put that in the episode description. Uh, but before you go, Excellent. though, we would love to hear yeah. your final piece of advice. 
Yeah. So where others are cynical and pessimistic, make sure that you create habits of seeing the joy and opportunities in life. I love it for yourself and for others too, because it, it, it spreads the goodwill. I love it. Oh, that's awesome wisdom to leave our listeners with. Thank you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure, Christina. Oh, thank you, Bob. If you'd like to learn more about Bob, visit his website at matchboxgroup.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.